inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Live in life like it matters. As Langston Hughes said, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat? or crust and sugar over, like a syrupy sweet. Maybe it just sags like a heavy load, or does it explode? You know, that's an interesting question. Now, may I put that one before, if a tree falls in the forest, and there's nobody around to hear it, did it make a noise at all? You got my point? What are we sitting around doing? Are we sitting around pontificating? Are we sitting around writing about dreams deferred, thinking about dreams deferred? Are we complaining about dreams deferred? Or you do something about it. You know, you got to move, move. You got to move, move. Everything around us is moving. We were created for a purpose. You were given a day. This is the day the Lord has created. I'll be happy and rejoice in it. One of the most misrepresented verses in the whole Bible. It has nothing to do with today, although it is applicable. That's a special day when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, Palm Sunday. But again, life has only meaning what we give it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm not being philosophical. I'm being factual. See, nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. In other words, we're not responding to what is actually happening. We're responding to what we believe is happening. And your belief systems really dictate everything. Because everything you do or do not do is driven by a belief. What do you think faith is? I think about this. The Bible clearly says that it is impossible to please God without faith. So what is faith? Faith is a belief system. It's a bunch of BS. I'm not talking about the fields in Texas the stuff you step in when you walk through them for a while. I'm talking about belief system. And faith always requires a gap. People are stunned when I say that. See, you don't need any faith to, to say that 2 plus 2 equals 4. And for that matter, 2 times 2 equals 4 as well. No faith required. However, there is faith in other things. The way you live your life. To believe in something that you can't see. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then why don't you go to the uh, the faith chapter in the Bible. I think it's, uh, what is it, Hebrews 11, the Faith Hall of Fame. It's believing in things that you can't really see, but you act as if they're there. It's like a mirage. No one else sees it, but you can see it in full color. You can taste the water. You can touch the trees, but nobody else sees it. It's not there, but it's so real to you that it is there. And that's what I want to talk about today. Kind of pick up on the conversation we started yesterday. I want to break down this 4D living. You know, it's a new year with new opportunity, new commitments. 
And one of the greatest commitments there is, is how to live our lives like they matter. Because we're all living. It's called survival. We're made to survive. So are you surviving? Or maybe the level above that is a little bit of success. You're <clears throat> making a name for yourself. You're, you're storing up some change in the old bank account. Right? What are you doing with your life? And what says it matters? What do you value? Remember when 3D movies came out? You know, it changed how we were entertained. Stunning. You put on those little glasses and the pictures pop out at you. It adds another dimension, right? And consider this. When we live our lives in 4D, we change how we live our lives. And at the same time, we give an example. We give a picture and help others do the same. And so today, I want to suggest that the proper way to go is 4D living, right? 4D living. Isn't that incredible? But first, let's start with a good focus for this year. And what if we all this year were a little bit more of an optimist? And speaking of that, uh, I need to issue an apology. I need to do some cleanup work. Um, you know, I know who I am. And I'm a human being, and I am flawed, and sometimes I say and do things in an emotional place uh, that I have to apologize for. I'm, uh, my kids have heard me apologize lots in my lifetime. Uh, and so I want you to know, uh, I owe an apology, a uh, former friend of mine, Dave. Uh, you know, um, you know, I was kind of a little upset. I guess I didn't realize how emotional I was about how, you know, basically the pain that he caused me when he basically, of spending years together and basically discounted everything I've told him for the last three years and walked away from God and walked away as he was getting closer and walked away from uh, what we were doing. So, uh, and, so I apologize. So, you know, his relationship with God is what it is. Yesterday I said some things, uh, you know, I, I, I I'm just not really into surface relationships. That's just not me. And so I just wanted to know that's not who I am. I thought it was kind of petty as I thought back. Uh, I thought it's not who I am. Uh, who am I? Well, I have a mission statement. It reminds me. And this morning as I read it, uh, I realized that uh, I owe him an apology. Uh, who am I? I am committed to dying daily to myself and my desires. I'm a conduit of the Holy Spirit. It is not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. I'm the hands and feet of my Lord Jesus Christ, and daily I put on his heart and his mind. I'm living the method to see a need, meet a need. My mantra is to fulfill all the divine appointments that God has planned in advance for me, and to live my life for my Lord and for others, being the best father, husband, leader, human, child of God that I'm created to be. I commit to do all these things daily until I can hear those words from the beam of seed of Christ, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm committed to do this with passion, heart, body, and soul to the glory of Yahweh. And because of that, sometimes I'm going to make mistakes just like you are. And when you play big in life, it's going to be noticeable when you make a mistake. So to my former friend out there, Dave, apologize. Uh, whatever I said, right or wrong, good or bad, it doesn't matter. It was petty. It's not proper. It's not who I am. Uh, so my apologies. Because I want to be more of an optimist this year. I'm just going to be honest with you. The Optimist Creed, written by Christian D. Larson in 1912, just as uh, applicable, apropos today. Promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. To talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person you meet. To make all your friends feel that there's something in them. To look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. To think only of the best, to work only for the best, and to expect only the best. To be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. 
to forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future, to wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile, to give so much time to the improvement of yourself, they have no time to criticize others, to be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. Love it. And that's who I want to be. That's why I apologize to Dave. Because, again, now they have to. Uh, and it's my opinion. Remember, my opinion and a dollar will get you a cup of coffee at Come and Go. Those of you in Minneapolis. In Texas, maybe 7-Eleven, Valero. All right? My opinion only has the value that you give it. But Connie Garrett's opinion is this. You got to look for the good and the bad, the happy and your sad, the gain and your pain, and what makes you grateful, not hateful. See, you got to have some, some mantras. You know, as a child of God, whenever I go into intense environments, I have a three-verse mantra. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I must decrease so he can increase. In my weakness, his strength is perfected. Still the show, Lord. Still the show. You gotta have a mantra. See, we have thirty to sixty thousand thoughts per day, and you know what? Two thousand and twenty-three is gonna be dictated by what are those thirty to sixty thousand thoughts in your head? And today, I'm gonna suggest let's go four D on it, baby. Four D living. That's what we're talking about today. I'm black, and we'll be back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, just like you. Inspirational, educational, applicational. And today we're talking about 4D, baby. You know, 4D is about making your your viewing experience full body. Remember, we're sensory-based organs. Organisms, I should say. <laughs> you know, we see things, we hear things, we feel things, we smell things, we taste things. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now that every single memory you have, the millions of memories you have, they're all stored in one or uh, more of the five senses. That is the only way you can codify your experiences called life. We live life one time and then it's codified. What did we see? What did we hear? What did we feel tactilely and emotionally? What did we smell? What did we taste? There is nothing else that constitutes experience but those five things. Don't say intuition. Your spidey 
sense is not a different sense. It's part of the kinesthetic realm. I'm very kinesthetic. Uh, I, 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 I know things. I sense things. Uh, so we're, we're sensual-based people. Why do you think we're so wrapped up in sensuality, sensual, uh, so wrapped up in the physical form from the time, uh, you know, we have the, the chemicals start moving in our bodies as a teenager. All of a sudden, we're, we're driven to reproduce. We're driven to connect. We're driven uh, to, quote, know each other. And so you just got to know the creature. You know, man's a three-part being. Right? We have a body, it's a machine, just like your car is a machine, just like your air conditioning is a machine, just like your computer is a machine, just like the dials and buttons and levers that John's pushing and pulling on is a machine. You gotta know how the machine works. A machine in the hands of someone who does not know how to use it is useless. Did you hear that? Great machine. But what good is it if you don't know how to use it? Some of you have software and computer program that could change your life. I know I do, but I don't know how to use it, so I don't open it. You see, you got to know how to work the machine. The body releases 63 known chemicals. You got to feed the body. You got to water the body. You got to rest the body. There are certain rules. Your body reacts differently with your hands in your pocket slouched over than your hands by your side looking up, breathing fully, making eye contact. It releases different chemicals. Those chemicals make you feel different things. And then you have a mind, and the mind runs the body. The battle's in the mind. The good book says that. The good Lord says that. Romans 12, 2, to transform your thinking. Transform your thinking. Do not think like the earth dwellers on this planet. So quit voting like them, too. You got to realize, focus only on those things that are good and pure. Why? Because our manufacturer knows the power of our focus. To guard your heart for all the issues of life come out of it. Why? Because our manufacturer knows how important the heart is. It's the fuel source. You don't put water in your gas tank. But you're not the body. That has about 120 maximum year lifespan after the flood. But you're probably going to get about 80 years out of it. Although if you're, if you're not 70 now, you're not going to get to 80 because uh, God's wrapping this puppy up. <laughs> you're not the body. And you're not the brain. You're the spirit that occupies that body and pulls the machinations called your brain. And so you got to know the machine. You got to know what runs the machine. And you got to know who you are. See, this is all about success. This is why I pay money to be on this radio show. This is why John shows up every day, or at least uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, <laughs> to do my radio show. It's all about success. Now, success is one of those words called a general generalization. So, matter of fact, there's a subcategory in generalizations called nominalization. N O M, nominalization. And what makes a nominalization such is this definition: you cannot put it in a wheelbarrow. See, you cannot put success in a wheelbarrow. You cannot put love in a wheelbarrow, right? So you got to have a definition of success because it's different to each person because the Bible says it's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And the Bible says that if you judge yourself, then God doesn't need to judge you. That's my standard. That's why I keep going. Why does he keep saying the Bible? Because that's my standard. If you don't got one, get one. I would suggest the Bible, but if you're too wrapped up in yourself that you can't follow after God who's greater than you, then get a different standard. 
but have a standard. How else do you compare yourself? How do you know if you had a good day or bad day? How do you know if you had a good week or bad week? How do you know if you're going in the right direction or the wrong direction? Unless you have a standard, unless you have a heading, unless you have a destination. That's what we're talking about today, 4D living. But it really comes down to success. Success, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, is to laugh often and love much, to win the respect of intelligent persons and the affection of children, to earn the approbation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to give of oneself, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or redeem social condition, to have played and laughed with enthusiasm and sung with exaltation, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to truly have succeeded. But there's a problem. Planes crash and people die, but most people don't believe it. Most people are so busy surviving so busy getting through the week getting through the day getting through the month getting through summer getting through the school year getting through a new uh, new year getting through a sickness getting through a divorce getting through a breakup getting through a new relationship don't you get tired of getting through things and then all of a sudden you're at the end of your life you go where did my life go all of a sudden your your spouse is in love with somebody else you go where did our relationship go you're so busy that you're missing what's right in front of you There's an old saying, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Why do you think there's 28 ESPN channels? Why do you think so many parents spend all their weekends at baseball games and soccer games and playoff and all that, and their weekends shot because they're in game after game after game that they're paying all this money to for their kids? Why? Because that's what they do. It's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. See, I want to give you a paradigm shift. See, a paradigm is a fancy French word for belief system. And you know, sometimes we need things to get our attention. You know, Stephen Covey wrote a great book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in the book, he he shares a great story. Uh, And this was a, a real experience that he had. I'll read it to you. He said, I remember a mini paradigm shift I experienced one Sunday morning on a subway in New York. People were sitting quietly, some reading newspapers, some lost in thought, some resting with their eyes closed. It was a calm, peaceful scene. Then suddenly, a man and his children entered the subway car. The children were loud, obnoxious, rude, rambunctious. That instantly changed everything. All of a sudden, this quiet, peaceful setting was now these kids acting up, bothering everybody. The man sat down next to me and closed his eyes, apparently oblivious to the situation. Children were yelling back and forth, running around, throwing things, even grabbing people's papers. Uh, it was, I, I was stunned. It was very disturbing. And yet the man sitting next to me did nothing, closed his eyes like he was tired and was just going to rest. It was difficult not to feel irritated. I could not believe that he could be so rude, so insensitive to let his people run wild like that and do nothing about it, taking no responsibility at all. I mean, let's be honest, it was easy to see that everyone else on the subway was irritated, and yet he did nothing. So I, I'm getting upset. So finally, with that, uh, what I felt was unusual patience and restraint, I turned to him. And I had to say something. And so I said, Sarah, uh, your children are really disturbing a lot of people. 
I wonder if you could control them a little more, huh? The man with that lifted his gaze as if to come to a consciousness of the situation for the first time. He looked at me and softly said, oh, oh um, I- I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, you're right. I guess I should do something about it. My apologies. I, I wasn't thinking. We-, we just came from the hospital where um, their mother died about an hour ago. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I don't know what to think, and I guess they don't know how to handle either, and they're not acting properly. I'm so, so sorry. And Stephen Covey goes on to say, can you imagine what I felt at that moment? He said, my paradigm shifted, and suddenly I saw things differently. I felt differently. I behaved differently. My irritation vanished. I didn't have to worry about controlling my attitude or my behavior. My heart was filled with this man's pain. Feelings of sympathy or empathy, whatever you want to call it, and compassion flowed so freely. Your wife just died. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you tell me about it? What can I do to help? Right? Those are things we'd say. Everything changed at that moment for everybody on that train. And you know, many people experience a similar fundamental shift in thinking when they come to my training. That's why I do this radio show. But outside of my training, many people experience a similar fundamental shift in thinking when they face a life-threatening crisis, where their spouse is done, where they lose a kid, where a kid is now struggling with pornography or drugs or alcohol, and suddenly their priorities, they see them in a different light. And when they suddenly step into a new role, such as that as a, a real husband, a real wife, a real parent, a real grandparent, a real manager leader. See, it becomes obvious that if we want to make relatively minor changes in our lives, we can perhaps appropriately focus on our attitudes, our behaviors. But if we want to make significant quantum change, we need to work on those basic belief systems. And Covey would end that story uh, with a quote from Thoreau. And he said, for every thousand hacking at the leaves of evil, there is one striking at the root. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we gotta change our stinking thinking. We gotta realize that this world, this temporal world, is preparing us for what's coming next. We weren't created for this. We were created for what comes next. And so what I want to do is give you the opportunity to make the most out of this opportunity. And today I'm suggesting 4D living. 4D is a way to experience entertainment and your life in a whole new depth. After the break, let's break those Ds down and see how to deliver you some Ds. We'll be back after these messages. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, I'm talking about 4D living. 
What is 4D? 4D is a great way to experience entertainment. You know, when I was a kid, I'm 57. I was born in 1965, graduated high school, basic high school in Henderson, Nevada in 1983 and went right in the Army. And so uh, as a young adult, I started to get to experience some 3D. You know, you put on little glasses. Sometimes they do some things at home, a little weird stuff. But the movie theaters was pretty cool. But later they came out this thing called 4D. And what makes 4D is it incorporates all the senses. See, a lot of things on 3D, it's just the basic senses, right? You see things, you hear things, and they could do music which creates feelings and ambiance with the music and all that. So, right? But the, the, the 4D is they start including other senses, like all of a sudden the elements, if you will. See, 4D, and we're talking about 4DX, this is a, an actual website, business website. It says 4D uh, incorporates on-screen visuals with synchronized motion seats and environmental effects such as water, wind, fog, scent, and more to enhance the action on-screen. See, in the psychological world, there are two terms that we deal with, associated and dissociated. See, associated, 4D is associated. And that means you're totally into it, totally involved. I mean, it, it envelops you, it encompasses you, you're just submerged into it. Uh, it's a full body experience. It's like you're actually transformed there. It's the old Calgon commercial, Calgon, take me away. You're trans, you know, you, you move into this place. And I'm going to suggest that so many people in life are going through life dissociated, just checking boxes. That's why earlier in the show I had to apologize to a former friend of mine, uh, Dave. Uh, we're not friends anymore. He chose a different path, which is no big deal. But I realized I was a little sensitive about it and a little uh, hurt by it, rightfully so or not, it doesn't matter. And so yesterday I said some comments that, you know, I can say whatever I want. It's my radio show. I pay for it. But uh, uh, it's not who I am. Uh, petty, not proper. And whether true or not, again, none of that matters. Uh, God tells us to uh, that the, the tongue is the deadliest of all organs. Uh, it can destroy more than most people ever thought possible. And so 3D was kind of cool because it changed the visual dimension. It brought it from a flat, kind of separate, to put you into it, if you will. And why that matters, because in the subconscious mind, something that's associated has an emotional impact on you. It's emotionally involved. Uh, it's going to take control of you. It can be a PTSD. It can be a nightmare. It can be a trigger. You know, uh, I mean, our enemies aren't worried about us anymore. China and Russia got to be laughing at us. Yeah, we have nice bombs and all that, but the people are, are military. I mean, today, young people, you say Trump to them, and they're so programmed to hate him. They're so programmed to fear the boogie monster. As long as they can get their abortions and uh, have sex with whoever they want and use whatever bathroom they want, uh, who cares what else is going on? None of that other stuff matters. And so, man, a lot has changed. A lot has changed, and we're, we seem to be dissociated. We just go numb. Why do you think we self-medicate? Why do you think drugs are getting legal everywhere? Psychedelic mushrooms, LSD. I mean, they're legalizing everything. And pharmaceuticals, right? Uh, it's, it's so we can go numb. So keep calm, carry on. Go to London. Travel the, the tube. Keep calm, carry on. We just want all everyone Prozac. Everybody just chill it out. Nobody, nobody rising up. Nobody causing any muster. Nobody causing any slack. You know, the old saying is, uh, "The nail that sticks out the furthest gets hit the hardest." 
But if you think about it, life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys, it has highs and lows. And the problem is a lot of people shut off the highs because they've been disappointed. They've had expectations that were not met. They've dreamed and didn't follow through on those dreams and never met them. So they become skeptical. They become uh, doubtful. And so they don't dream anymore. And they think, laugh at other people who do dream. And then they get offended if they accomplish things because, hey, that's not fair. You must be privileged. It's not fair. You got more than I do. It's not fair. Your wife or husband's prettier than I am. It's not fair. Your house is bigger than mine. It's not fair. I only got two cars. You got four cars. It's not fair. I only got one winter cabin. You got two winter cabins. It's not fair. Boy. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. All those, quote, Christians out there, supposed Christians, that are so wrapped up in what the world's doing, voting like the world votes, buying like the world buys, spending their time like the world spends their time, but disassociated. See, a lot of people have a lot of pain, but again, we learn to shut it off. We learn to smoke it off, to pop it off, to drink it off, uh, or sleep it off, Right. We learn to do all those things, and so we go numb. We no longer feel the pain. We don't want to feel the pain anymore, so we don't go too low. Nothing really gets to us. It's like water off a duck's back. It just washes off. It's never dealt with. It's never applied. It's like it can't stick to you. But here's the problem. When you no longer go high and you no longer go low, it's just one big flat line. And that's what a lot of people think they want. And that's the definition, the essence of dissociated. Dissociated means you're emotionally detached. Dissociated means you're emotionally separated. It's like someone who's been through a trauma, a traumatic a rape, an abuse, a long-term thing. They have to go numb. It's like a prisoner of war being abused. While their body's being abused, they mentally would rehearse golf, go somewhere else. And it was the proverbial out-of-body experience. Matter of fact, Mozart's brain in the fighter pilot uh, gives a great uh, uh, research on that. The book's called Mozart's Brain in the Fighter Pilot. One of my uh, favorite books, it's, uh, what's the guy's name? Restack, I think it is. R-E-S-T-A-K, Dr. Restack. And he studied prison of war, and these men were beaten on abuse for year after year after year, sometimes 10, 12, 15 years. And while their bodies were being abused, they would mentally rehearse golf. They would dissociate, they would detach emotionally, they'd have the out-of-body experience, they'd like see it happening to themselves. And that's the only way they could survive to get through it. Now the irony is this, that when they went back home after being in prison war camp for 10, 15 years, not playing golf for at least that much, if not longer, they go back and play the best game of golf they ever played because while their bodies were being beaten, they emotionally shut down, dissociated to survive and mentally rehearse golf. Again, it shows you the power of the mind. And there's a lot of people that aren't going too high anymore. They, they're afraid to, and they won't feel anything. They're dumb. Why do you think they can make Trump the boogeyman? Because you got to take all this internal anger that people are stuffing, 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 and you got to direct it. You know why? Because here's the typical pattern. Stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. Good people can do bad things. It's a belief system I taught my kids when they were young. And I'll tell you why belief systems, remember, they direct everything. They drive everything. Why is that belief system important, parents, to teach your kids? Because number one, most people who are molested are molested by someone they know. I wanted my kids to know that even though Uncle Bob is a nice guy, he can do bad stuff. And secondly, my kids are going to make mistakes. 
And I want them to know just because they do something wrong doesn't make them a bad person. Their behavior does not dictate their identity unless the behavior becomes habitual year after year, decade after decade. Then it does declare your identity. And so, ladies and gentlemen, some of you right now, I'm going to tell you, your biggest problem going into this new year is you don't think you have what it takes. You don't think you have the resources. You don't think you have the ability. You're saying, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm just a housewife. I'm just a construction worker. I just run this small little company. I'm just a teacher. Uh, I'm just a, a producer uh, for Salem. You're not just anything but a child of God. And as Jesus said, with man, this is impossible. And with God, all things are possible. You know, in the Gospels, you know, there's four Gospels in the Bible. These are people who walked with Jesus and then wrote about it later. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what's called the synoptic Gospels. They are synoptic, syn synopsis, uh, synonyms. They're similar uh, I don't know what the content is, but, you know, something like 90% or I don't know. I could make, be making that up. Maybe it's the John thing I heard. But most of it is very similar. A lot of the same stories, a lot of the same ways, not done the same way. But the three different people talking about their experience with Jesus, written sometimes later, different things they remember, different things that were more impactful. That's what the focus is, but the same experience. But John is much different. John 90-some percent of all John is unique to itself. It's, it's just interesting. He took a different approach. It's called the gospel of love. That's why when I first started getting someone to read the Bible, uh, they always say where to start, and I always suggest John. It's a great beginning. But you got to go back to this. You might think you don't have what it takes. I'm going to tell you right now it does. And why am I bringing this up? Because in all four Gospels, very, there's very few things in all four Gospels. And God did this uniquely. In the four Gospels, there are the story. Now, they're two different stories, but a lot of people think they're same. In one, Jesus fed 5,000. In one, Jesus said 4,000. But there is a version of that, of the 5,000 in two of the Gospels and the 4,000 in two of the other ones. It's fascinating. I think the 4,000 is both in Matthew and Mark, and the 5,000 is in Luke and John. And so why does this matter? Because these are men, 5,000 men. They only counted men, 4,000 men. But there are women and children. So we're talking over 10,000 on each of these, probably more. One of them 20,000, one of them probably about 15,000. Why does that matter? Because all that the boy had was two fishies. And a couple little loaves, a little biscuit, if you will, less than a little biscuit that you would get. That's all anybody had to eat. And there were 10,000 plus people. And he said, basically, this is all I have. And what I'm suggesting to you today, if you take all you have, your heart, body and soul and place it into God's hand, he will do great things for you this year. And he's calling you to 4D living. What do I mean by 4D? He's calling you to have desire. He's calling you to have drive. He's calling you to take on his direction. And he said, I have a destination for you. Because I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope in the future. So after the break, let's break down these four D's of desire, drive, direction, and destination. I'm black. Let's be right back. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body, and we don't know how it works. We were born into it. But, man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, 
be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And while I was waiting a commercial break, I was listening to our commercial. And yeah, Leadership Adventure, this is the year. We haven't uh, had Leadership Adventure on the schedule since before the pandemic. And now that this version of the pandemic's over, waiting for the next one, we're going to go ahead and bring in a Leadership Adventure. And so March, I think it's uh, in March, go to likeitmatters.net uh, to look at the time. Uh, highly uh, recommend it. Uh, I think the April one, I think um, 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 Iron Mechanical in Minneapolis is in Sacramento. I think they're going to be taking that April class. Uh, I think they're going to put 16 of their employees in that April class. So the April one might be closed with Iron Mechanical taking the whole class up. Uh, but there is an opening there. March class still available. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, and uh, our January class is closed for Leadership Awakening. January 19th is overbooked. I think we're at 17, 18 people. Uh, I do have still a couple openings in the February 2nd class in Phoenix, Arizona. And we're coming to Minneapolis back in March. So uh, uh, hopefully my producer, John, will get his button class. Uh, and some of you need to get your button class because God's got a meeting plan for you. He's got an appointment set up for you. I hope, sure hope some of you show up for that appointment because God does some incredible things in my class, way beyond my pay grade. I get credit for it. But uh, one, I would never steal God's money, although I have done that before. But two, I can promise you I won't steal his glory. Because uh, no shared glory. All glory and honor to you, Almighty Father. Uh, this is where it all belongs. And so today we're talking about 4D living. And I want to leave you with these four Ds. And this is what I wish for you in the new year. And this is what you need to take. Desire, drive, direction, and destination. See, deniers, des- desire, denier. <laughs> That's funny. But there are a lot of deniers out there. Desire is emotional involvement. And I always go back to the shortest verse in the English Bible, uh, Jesus wept. Jesus cried out a lot. Jesus is known as the man of sorrows, the man of tears, the man who didn't fit in, the man who came to save the world and was crucified by it. Now, he knew all this. It was all known. But it doesn't change the fact that, man, the people I came to love on, the people I came to save, spit upon me, mocked me, stripped me naked, ripped my flesh off, bled me dry spit in my face, nailed a crown of thorns on my head. And those of you out there that don't like the blood, you don't like to talk about blood, too bad. He shed it for you. And if you have a problem with the blood, you might not be covered by it. I hate to tell you. Because if you're offended, Bible's pretty clear. If you're offended by the blood of Jesus, you're offended by Jesus. And Jesus is very clear because he is the word. It says, If you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before my father. If you deny me before men, I will deny you from my father. So whether your name is Dave or Lisa or Betty or Bob, it's not opinion. I could care less how you're feeling. Sometimes you got to have the bad news to get the good news. If you don't accept the bad news, why would you look for the good news? Some of you, it hurts a little bit because the truth hurts. Remember? But joy comes in the morning. Jesus said the truth will set you free, but it was it was uh, Garfield, one of our presidents, who said first it's going to make you miserable or make you uncomfortable or something. But that's why I think people avoid the truth at all costs. 
And so you got to get emotionally involved. That's what desire is about. Matter of fact, I, I, I have three steps to be your dreams. Keep it simple, soldier. Remember, the enemy's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. So keep it simple. Three things to be your dreams. Want it, create it, live it. One is about desire. Don't ever approach the throne of your goals without desire. You got to be stirred up. It's called creative discontent. You want, got to want more. You want to be more. I don't want to talk about more stuff. I want to bring more into the kingdom. I want to help more people. Uh, I want to leave a bigger imprint. Uh, I want to make more people seek God. I want, uh, that's the more I'm talking about. And it's emotional. Anything important that happens to you arouses emotion. Your God cried out for you. Your God bled for you. Your God wept for you. Can't you do it for yourself? If you can't get emotionally involved with your life, ladies and gentlemen, then who can? Who can? If you're not, why would anybody else be? So it's time to get your heart on. That's what's going on in the new year. It's time to flip the switch. Get your heart on. Flip it. Once your heart's on and you got that desire, focused desire, we call drive. Think about it. Drive. It's fuel. It's, it's picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, hitting again and again and again and again and again until the game's over. And the Bible says to be absent of the bodies, be present with Christ. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says a righteous person will stumble seven times, but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. And yesterday I told the story about the old mule in the old well. And the farmer attempted to bury the mule and bury the well. In the process, that stupid ass was smart enough to shake it off and step up. Smart enough to shake it off and step up. There's another pretty smart ass in the Bible, too. You might want to read about it in Balaam and Balak. And that ass saved his rider's life. And how did his rider think of the, the ass? He got off him and started beating on him. And then a second time, the ass saved the rider's life. And he got off him and started beating on him. And then God gave the, the donkey a chance to talk. And said, so I saved your butt. Why are you kicking mine? Well, I'm paraphrasing. That's a black paraphrase. <laughs> right? You got to be smarter than the donkey, man. You got to have drive. Drive is desire focus. Drive is desire continuously. Drive is what we need to get to where we're going. You don't just start the car. That's desire. You got to put it in gear and punch the gas pedal. Let me suggest that in 2023, it's time to drive, buddy. It's time to get on that freeway of life and roll down the windows, open up the top, and floor it. Get some hair. Wind, wind blowing your hair. Sorry, John. <laughs> yeah, you better be laughing. I can't see you, John. You better be laughing. But uh, John has a little more hair than I do, so give him a hard time. <laughs> you got it. It's time to open it up. It's time to see what God's prepared for you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope and in future. I'll let them out. For you are his masterpiece, created in advance for good works. All you got to do, he set them up for you. All you got to do is drive, baby. And one of my tenets in leadership is when you change your position, you change your perspective. When all else fails, do something. 
Do something. When all else fails, you know why you got to do something? You know what last year's word of the year was? Oxford Dictionary told us that last year, you ready for the word of the year? Was goblin mode. Goblin mode. Here's what they said about it. This is what Oxford quote, President Gasper Grathwell. Given the year we just experienced, goblin mode represents with all of us who are feeling a little overwhelmed. So really, are you going to be like these people, the woke people, the mandating vax, vax people, the people that fix the elections, the people that tell you that it's okay for your kids to be have drag queens strip for them and talk about their, their wee-wees and their all that touch themselves and all that? You're cool with all that. Those are the people that want you to know that goblin mode was last year's word of the year. Goblin mode refers to a type of behavior which is unapologetically, ready for this, self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Boy, isn't that Joe Biden's new America? An America that basically rejects all social norms or expectations. And if you have social norms or expectations, you're hated. So you got to drive, especially in this fallen world. And then you got to have direction. You got to know which direction you should be moving into. You've got to be moving in the right direction. That's what a compass does. That's what a zip code does. It sends you in the right direction. That's what a mission statement does. See, you can't go to a destination until you first got a direction that you're moving into. Then you can see, which brings us to the last D, and it's destination. It's descriptive. You got it. We are sensory-based creatures. So you need to begin with the end in mind. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? Make it real. Would you give your life for a lie? No. Most people want to give for the truth. If someone says they love you, but they don't love you, are you loved? It doesn't matter because you'll act as if you're not. And so you got to start with a belief system. And so you got to believe you have value. You got to believe you're worthy. You got to believe like that little boy who took the two fishes and the couple loaves, biscuits, and gave it to his God. And then his God fed over 10,000 people. That's you. Take all your fishes, all your loaves, all your skills, all your resources, all your talent, lay them before God and say, God, let's make 2023 a significant year. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.